BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, welcome to the Blonde Files podcast. I'm your host, Arielle Laurie, and I'm here to talk all things wellness. From how to achieve optimal health and well-being to the best beauty tips and everything in between, no topic is off limits, and I'm bringing it to you real and unfiltered. I know there is so much information out there, so I'm here to help you navigate it all. Thanks for listening. Let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. I have a really fun episode for you today. I'm talking to Ashley Tisdale. So many people on Instagram have asked for this specific episode, so had to deliver. I want to fact check myself right off the bat because I remember saying as we started recording that I've never recorded with a friend before. And then I started panicking because... I have recorded with people that I'm friends with before. And I was like, what if they listen to the show and then they feel like we're not friends? So what I meant was not that anybody really cares. And if they are listening, they're probably like, yeah, we don't care. What I meant, though, was that I've had people on the show who I met kind of professionally and then became friends with after the fact. Ashley and I met on Instagram, as you'll hear, and then became friends. So it's a little bit different. Anyway, you guys are like, we don't care, move on. So like I said, it's a really fun episode. We get into so many different topics. Of course, I had to ask her about her past as a Disney star and how that experience shaped her and affected her and kind of led her on the path towards what she is now doing today with her wellness brand, Frenchie, which we talk about in the episode as well. And I just, something that I love about her is how open and honest she is with her experiences and what she's gone through and her desire to help other people who are going through similar things, which is kind of like the foundation of Frenchie. So We get into things like depression and anxiety and finding balance and her definition of self-love and balance and how those things have changed and evolved as she has gotten older and had more life experience. Of course, we talk wellness hacks and beauty and morning and nighttime routines and different tools for different things. We talk about sex. She answers your questions from Instagram. And we also play a fun game of Would You Rather at the end. So make sure you guys stick around for that. And that's it. Enjoy the episode. Welcome, Ashley. Thank you. <laughs> so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. I don't think I've ever like podcasted with like a friend friend before. Like definitely I've podcasted with people that I'm 
acquaintances with and stuff like that. But well, then I'm honored because. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always feel weird too, like asking. So when I asked you, I was like, uh, I was like I so excited. <laughs> I know. You're the only podcast I listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was honored by that too. But before we get into everything, one of the main questions that I got from my listeners when I told them that you were coming on was, how did we meet? Mm. So I think how we met was you, no. Through you, Frenchie. Yeah. Well, no, you posted a recipe, I think, that I made. Yes. And then I slid in your DMs. Yes. <laughs> and then I did something for Frenchie. Yes. And then we started walking together. Yeah. And then we started <laughs> We started dating. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're engaged. Yeah. And then we started doing Harley and then Pilates. Yeah. I think it's like... That's yeah. That was the event <laughs> that happened. That is how it happened. Um, obviously, you know, being in the wellness category and just I was. I remember talking to my team and they were like, "Oh, well, there's Ariel," and I was like, "Who is Ariel?" And so I like looked you up and I was like, "She's so cute." And then Aww. I like loved your content and. Yeah, it was just like as simple as that. I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to like, I think it was the muffins that were first. Mm -hmm. I was like obsessed with them. And I was like, this is so good. Yes. And then you did something with Frenchie and then we just keep inspiring each other. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was just talking about it with you. Like, I feel like you were like, I'm influenced when I was talking about working out with Harley. <laughs> and then now I'm like, I'm influenced by all the food that you keep posting. <laughs> so I'm like, it's just such a great friendship. <laughs> it really is. And people ask me a lot, like how to make friends in adulthood or like after you're in college, whatever. And I am a big advocate for sliding in DMs. Like I, <laughs> yes. like it can definitely go very wrong. But I think if you follow somebody or like you see people who are doing similar things as you and you guys have similar interests like why not I know just meet in like a, a neutral place <laughs> yeah it's so funny because I'm a really pretty shy person and so you are like one of the first people where I was just like I don't really know this girl, but I'm going to go for a walk with her. <laughs> you don't strike me as shy. Really? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, I'm so shy. It's so funny. It's like I, I think it's just because I've been this business so long that I'm like a performer. So it's like mm -hmm. my performance side comes out. But when I'm like personally at home or in front of new people, like especially at events, like if you went to an event with me, you would see it for sure. Like mm -hmm. I am the girl that's kind of quietly in the corner. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm not great at being like, Hey, how mm -hmm. are you? Like, I just, I don't know. It's just, such, yeah. People have always said that they, they think of me as like, you know, maybe something that I've done in the past and they think I'm going to be like this, like really, you know, kind of like over the top and super social. And I'm like, mm -hmm. no, <laughs> I'm super quiet. <laughs> I feel like I've always considered myself to be an introvert. And then just recently I heard somebody talking about how like, I don't know, introversion isn't so much that you're shy, but it's that like you get drained by certain social situations and that's totally me. And then I realized like I'm only an introvert if I'm around the wrong people. Mm. If I'm around the right people, I get super energized by it. Like you're one of those people. Yeah. And I feel like I'm finding those people at this age, which is really nice because you realize like, oh, I don't have to be around people who drain me. <laughs> yes. That makes so much sense actually, because yeah. I feel the same way. It's like, yeah, I feel more energized when I'm around people that I feel like maybe understand me. Mm -hmm. And then I have 
really close friends that I still feel like don't understand me. Yes. And that feels kind of draining. Yeah. yeah. Like friends where you're, you're like, oh, like, okay, I'm going to go to lunch with them or whatever. And then afterwards you're like, holy shit. I am like, <laughs> yes, it's just a different, it's not like as authentic, I feel. Yeah. It's like, there are those people that I just feel like, you know, I mean, obviously you know me. So I always like say jokes and like just joke around. And some people just like, don't get it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have like one really close friend who like, I can just tell she thinks I'm super opinionated. <laughs> but I'm like, no, I just know what I like. That's so funny. <laughs> and it's just so funny. It's just like some people just get it. And then some people just don't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I want to rewind. I'm, obviously, I'm not going to spend too much time on Disney, but so yes. many people <laughs> I'm sure wrote in questions, about. asked about that. And it's relevant to your story because you've been in the entertainment industry for so long since you were so young, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that has really shaped kind of who you are as a person today. So can you just talk about a little bit like what that experience was like, what it was like being so famous, so young? And I feel like fame, even at that time, was so different than it is now. now. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, tell everyone about that. Yeah, I mean, I I literally have been in the business since I was three years old. So it started really young. I just don't know a life without doing it. Like up until this last, like the last two years, I'm, which is so crazy to say, but the last two years, like in this pandemic and in quarantine was like the most time I've ever had off in my life. Like I've, from three years old on, was working, like, every single day in the business. So that is definitely, like, a different growing up. And I really have my parents to, you know, think for just everything that even though I was in the business, I, I worked in clothing stores when I was 16. I went to regular school. Like, my parents really wanted me to have as much as a regular life as I could, and so, and weird, but my first, I think I told you this, my first pilot was for Chuck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember being 16 and like, <laughs> I had auditioned for years for pilot season and I was not getting any. And then I finally got this show called Nathan's <laughs> Choice. And I was like, yes, this is going to change my life. <laughs> um, it didn't get picked up, but I think it's because Chuck was like, no, he, <laughs> he was more in control of the situation. But, but yeah, I remember being like, that was so awesome. And I loved I just like, I knew, I always knew that's the one thing I've never had to question was what I wanted to do in my life. It was something mm -hmm. I always knew what I wanted to do. And, you know, with the Disney stuff, like that didn't actually come till I was 18. I looked like I was 15. People thought I was 15, but I was actually like graduated high school and I was at a point in my life and in my career that I was kind of quitting because I just had struggled and I was like not getting the parts that I wanted to get. And I had auditioned and auditioned and everybody knows it's like 90% rejection in the business. And so I, I was finally like, this is not maybe something I meant to do. Like, why am I trying so hard? Mm -hmm. So at that point, I really was just looking to figure out my next step in my life. And weirdly, an audition for the show called The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody came up and I was like, no, like... I really didn't want to audition for it. I had been doing a lot of network stuff, so I really thought it was, like, not Disney Channel. I was like, <laughs> I do NBC and, like, Fox stuff. <laughs> um, but I just sat there, and I kind of weighed out my options. And the cool thing about Disney was that you had a 50-50 chance of getting picked up because they only do two pilots a year versus, not everybody knows this, but, like, 30 pilots. Right. And so it's, like, one out of 30. So basically, I 
went on the audition and I was just like, whatever, you know, like who cares if I get this? And I ended up getting it. And I would say that was a big life changing scenario for me because The Sweet Life was a really big show for Disney. And then at that point, High School Musical was auditioning and I was excited to audition for that. And they really thought that they knew who they wanted. It was like, not me. (laughs) And I was like, typical. (laughs) So I was like, no, but I really want this. And so I just kept on going. And one thing about me, I would say in my journey and has still today, I think recently since I've had a child, it's changed, but I have always been willing to fight for everything I've ever gotten. Like I have never gotten it easy. It's never just like come to me and I've had to like really fight for everything to prove people wrong. Even when I wasn't even on, like I was like on a Disney show and I was still having to prove like the producers wrong about the high school musical being like, I know I could do this part. And so it's something about me that I just have always been like, I'm in it, I'm in it. And I think at this point in my life, because I've done this for so long, I have just kind kind of more taken a step back in a way where it's like, I will only fight for things I really, really want. Mm -hmm. I used to have to fight for everything. And now I'm like more focused and more determined to do what exactly I want to do in my life because otherwise I'm taking time away from my child. And so I have just also been stressed out recently just on other work stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, why? Like I rather go towards joy Mm -hmm. (laughs) than stress. I mean, things are always going to be stressful, but nothing should be too stressful. And like sometimes I'm one of those people that like I give my all like 150% of my time and like passion. And I just feel like sometimes I go into micromanaging and I need to like let go a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So it's something I'm working on, on just like the let go, which is really nice. But yeah, I mean, my life changed as an 18 year old. And I think that I was, it's for me, a better situation than a lot of younger people who I've how I know who have been through a lot, just, you know, success and fame is a lot. And I was just grateful that I had gone to school and had like, you know, I learned about myself. I was 18 years old. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of younger kids who make it at like 13 and 14 years old, like they don't really have that. Right. And I think that's what a big difference for me was, was that I had been through like, you know, kind of a lot of life stuff. And so when I became successful, I knew how to kind of be like, okay, this is my like, this is my like professional life and this is my home life. Mm -hmm. It was very separate. And unfortunately with younger people on Disney and just younger in general, like general, it gets too intertwined, you know, like it's, it's a lot, it's a lot to handle. So I was really blessed and lucky that it didn't really happen for me until I was like, you know, kind of more a little bit of an adult. And Mm -hmm. even then, it definitely probably caused a lot of my anxiety issues for sure. Yeah, but you weren't like falling out of clubs, like, you Um, know. (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe like there was maybe one period at 25. Okay. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) If you follow me on Instagram, you probably know by now how I am pretty much Daily Harvest's number one fan. I literally eat something from Daily Harvest 
probably at least once a day. And it helps me stay on track with eating healthy and fueling my body with the best ingredients and not like panic eating something not so great for me when I'm hangry. I have a freezer stocked with their food at all times, everything from smoothies to oat bowls. They have these banana cashew bites that I love pre-workout. They have flatbreads, which are my all-time favorite. I just had one. Seriously, try the kabocha and sage and thank me later, although I just had the tomatillo and pepper just now for lunch, and that is also very delicious. And then I also love their harvest bowls and their new harvest bakes for those moments when you're looking for homemade feels without any of the work. They're ready to bake. They're veggie packed dishes sizzling with gourmet level flavors that are big enough to share. You just probably won't want to. And it's all so delicious. So I love that with Daily Harvest, I never have to question if the food I'm eating is good for me. They create food that's both good for my health and the health of the planet. By supporting farmers who invest in practices that increase biodiversity and improve the health of our soil and delivering food in recyclable and composting packaging, Daily Harvest does the work for us. So all we have to do is eat. So you can avoid the takeout temptation and get Daily Harvest. All you have to do is go to dailyharvest.com slash blondefiles and you can get up to $40 off your first box. Again, that's dailyharvest.com slash blondefiles for up to $40 off your first box. I am a total sparkling water, sparkling beverage addict. I drink it all day, every day. I'm always looking for a new sparkling drink that doesn't have tons of sugar and actually tastes good, which are kind of hard to come by. But my friend Celeste recently sent me this drink. She was actually on the show here a while ago. So she sent me this sound, okay? And I have to say, It's definitely my new favorite. It is so delicious. So it's basically sparkling waters made with tea and botanicals. All the ingredients are certified organic extracts and completely unsweetened. So there's no natural flavors and no sweeteners. The flavors are really amazing and unique and totally different from other sparkling waters and sparkling drinks that are out there. So they have like blueberry with cinnamon and hibiscus tea. They have grapefruit with lavender and then ginger tea, which is my absolute favorite. It is so good. Also, they're perfect throughout the day because they have both caffeine and caffeine-free options, which I love. And they're just perfect for the warmer days that are ahead. Right now, it is so hot in LA. It's like over 90 degrees today. And I wanted something refreshing in the afternoon, but not with caffeine because I can't do caffeine in the afternoon. So I did the ginger tea with a little bit of ice and it was so refreshing, so delicious. So I definitely recommend checking them out. You guys can go to drinksound.com and you can use the code BLONDE at checkout for 20% off your first purchase if you want to try them. Again, that's drinksound.com and the code is BLONDE for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, I'm Shanae Alexander, host of Press Send, a podcast and more importantly, a safe and hilarious place for candid conversations about the scary, funny, heartbreaking, but always intriguing questions that make us all human. Each week, me and a new best friend you haven't met yet field your questions across any and all topics and offer our take on the matter with plenty of humor, heart, and badassery along the way. We launch a new episode of Press Send every Wednesday. We'll see you there. 
One thing about me is like I was never a hard partier. That's mm. for sure. Like mm-hmm. I I really didn't like alcohol for a long time. I, I what just, is that like? I don't know. <laughs> I know. My <laughs> husband asks the same too. <laughs> you know, it's just something like I've always was told I was like a grandma. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've like I said, it's because I've worked so much. I really mm. didn't have time. Mm-hmm. I did have that moment where I was like in between relationships and I went like a little crazy and I was dating mm-hmm. like you know, this musician, I was like, I'm going to go out there and party. And I was like, it was very small partying, (laughs) you know, it was like not that. But yeah, I think for me, I just kind of, all of those things helped me stay out of different areas. Well, I feel like, and Chris could probably attest to this, like when you do have that sense of purpose and you had that sense of purpose your whole life, like you knew what you wanted to do and you had a direction. I feel like, that can keep you from going off that path. Not to say that people who have that don't fall into things like addiction and alcoholism. But I know for me, like in my experience, I was just aimless. I didn't have anything anchoring me. And so when I found drugs and alcohol, I was like, oh, this, like this and that became my purpose. Mm. And obviously there's so much more that goes into it. But I think that, I don't know, I find that that when people have something that grounds them from the beginning, like it can help them from going down that path. But what are some of the challenges, whether it was when you were younger or just in the industry in general, that people might not expect? Like, I'm sure, you know, like you said, it's 90% no's and ageism and body image, all of that stuff. Is, yeah. is there anything kind of less obvious that people wouldn't know? Yeah. You know, it's it's funny because when you're in it, you don't realize how much you give. I was doing these classes like four years ago with this acting coach and she would have us do these meditations before we started doing like play playwright stuff and I realized then oh my god yeah you you something that people don't talk about is like you give up a lot you give up a lot and as a child I gave up my childhood you know, I gave up my childhood to do what I knew I was meant to do. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad were not deciding that for me. That was something in me that I was like, I am meant to do this. And I think that you also, there's just like little things. Like I, at the age of like 10, was out in California auditioning with my mom and hardly got to see my dad. So like I gave up being around my family a lot. And so there's these little things that you don't realize that you that actually do affect you in some way. But my family has been such a anchor and like they've always kept me grounded. And we're so family that I think is like it's helped me later. Like I I don't know how to explain that, but it's like I think at the time I was the busiest. I, I was doing like the Disney television show Sweet Life while doing the High School Musical series and touring with the High School Musical series and then also doing Phineas and Ferb and animation series for Disney and also my album oh my for God. Warner Brothers. So it was like, when did I have time for myself? Like, and I how didn't. old were you? At that age, I was 21. Oh my God. It was insane. And so I think like it was very fast paced. And I remember being like, oh man, like I just haven't seen my family in a minute, you mm-hmm. know? And it like, it kind of was like, I miss them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like constantly traveling to some other place to go shoot a movie. And like, it was hard. But then I feel like it's now been awesome because later in life, I have been able to like kind of make up that time and yeah. be with them and 
Like, it's just like I said, we're a very close-knit family. So, um, but yeah, I think that you give up stuff that you just don't really think of in the Mm -hmm. moment that, you know. But again, I also had like, I didn't have to give up like proms and stuff because I went to regular school. So I I did have those moments of, you know, kind of real life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) What was that transition then like after doing so much so young to like when all of that kind of ended? Did you have like a whiplash or like not know what to do? I mean, what has the transition like been? I think the transition for me was that part of being, uh, being a part of that Disney machine was that that's kind of like, it was unusual for for someone to be on that many things, mm-hmm. doing that many things. So <laughs> for me, it was just, yeah, it was different from, you know, some of my co-stars who were not on the TV shows or animation series, you know? So it was a lot. And then I came out of it being like, I was really focused on my production company at the time. So I started producing and I produced the series Young and Hungry for Freeform. And so I really kind of sat on the other side of things. And then also when I wanted to do an acting role, I was like jumping in on other shows that I was, you know, that's always been my real passion. Like Mm -hmm. my real happiest place is to be on set, having like a scheduled week where I have to be somewhere (laughs) and I'm like on set, creating families and like friends with like the cast. And like, that is my like real favorite place. And so it's actually when I'm not doing that is when I'm like scatterbrained. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And like, how do I do this? It's just like so much for me. But I do think that it wasn't like a whiplash. It was just more, I was still doing like a second album. And so it was kind of like, like slowly, you know, in a more, more manageable way of living life. You know, mm-hmm. like you, I could not live life the way I was living it. Like right. with that, like, like it's that's not sustainable. just insane. Yeah. By the way, I'm just thinking of a question that somebody asked, even though they're not, even though we're not doing them now, but someone said, we need unreleased songs from Symptoms. Oh, Drop God. it, girl. We know you have it. <laughs> that's amazing. So funny because I recently, I always like, do music when I'm obviously inspired. And Uh I recently like reached out to the team of Symptoms and I was just like, you know, guys, I'm feeling really inspired recently. So I was like, I don't know, we might go back into writing. You heard it here first. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm adding just something else to put on my plate, of course. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm curious, like how you manage what you're doing now, because, you know, you're saying that you thrive with this kind of structure and obviously acting is like your passion. And now you're kind of in the wellness world and you have Frenchie and you're a mom and like your life is so different from that. So talk about that a little bit, like that transformation and how you came to start Frenchie and what your life is like now. Yeah. So really Frenchie was something that I, you know, for years I had been hiking. I always come up with like my favorite things while I'm hiking. Like I just like really get into like, you know, deep thoughts and stuff mm-hmm. and <laughs> trying to figure out things. And so I had created Frenchie because it was at a time where I was pretty uninspired in the space of just creating, to be honest. Like I I had done something that was really difficult a couple years prior um, a makeup brand. And it was just a really hard thing to do. And I failed at it and it felt horrible. And I think I was really scared to be creative because mm-hmm. I look at these things as being 
creative and having fun. And so Frenchie really gave me this feeling of being creative and having no pressure and having an outlet to just kind of, I don't know, like connect with my audience. I had gone through a lot in wellness prior to. It was like five years. I I had had a really bad anxiety and depression moment, obviously, is where symptoms came from. And in that moment, I was meeting with a lot of doctors and holistic natural path doctors. And I was starting to kind of just research and learn more about just wellness in general and how important it is for our bodies and our mental health and that something we, you know, could be putting on our faces could be affecting our thyroid and autoimmune diseases. And so I was like learning all this stuff. And so I just felt like I had all this knowledge and I needed a place to, you know, to really share it. And so I created Frenchie and then the pandemic happened. So I was like about to launch and I was like, no, don't do that. And so I basically waited a couple months and then in the summer I had launched it and I launched it with talking about my explant surgery and how really where I see wellness is, is to, to me, fr- Frenchie is like where it stems from is self-love and like mm. that you have to have self-love in order to do the work and anything of your life and any work on yourself. Like you, cause there's so many times where I'm like, my friends will text me and say like, oh my God, what do you do for anxiety? And I'm like, oh, this book. And they're like, that's really long. And I'm like, how long have you had anxiety for? <laughs> like probably a long time. So you might want to do the work, but you have to really love yourself to like open that book up and be like, I'm going to better myself. You know, I'm going to like get past this. So yeah, it's all about self-love. I felt like it was a weird time. Obviously we're all home. And suddenly I was just like connecting with this community and this audience. And it yeah, felt I feel like really it's a perfect good. time to launch. It like, was, it was like weirdly perfect. Yeah. And I was just like, this is so wild. And so I, you know, just have had so much fun doing it. And then, you know, throughout the pandemic, I did not feel comfortable. Obviously, I was pregnant, so I was like not wanting to act in anything because I was like, I don't feel comfortable with someone in my face. So I did take a step back from that side of things because I was just really more concerned for me and the baby and my family. And so I had done like some judging stuff, which I felt comfortable doing. And then I started to work on products for Frenchie. And I pretty much have had like the best time because it was like, how have I been home so long? And like, yet I'm like working from home and it's been great because I've had, you know, I had a baby and it's like, if I was doing what I was doing before Mm -hmm. having a baby, I don't even know how that would have worked. Like I went from like a Netflix show to a CBS show. And so it was just like constantly working that whole year. And I was like doing something in Montreal and traveling. So it was kind of like a perfect moment to have a baby. And honestly, it's like being able to be there at home doing that work and seeing her like every day has been awesome. It's definitely a balance, but it's been awesome. Mm -hmm. But at this point, I've also been developing a series for myself as well. So I'm like getting ready to like get back out out there and acting Mm because I definitely miss it so much. 
I feel like we all have those things in our closets that are just our go-tos, like the most comfortable, cozy, flattering thing that you just reach for all the time. I definitely have some sweatshirts and sweaters that are like that, that are just kind of like butter that I want to be in all the time. And now I also have some t-shirt bras from Third Love that are like that as well. So I heard about Third Love on other podcasts. So I had to try for myself and they really are as good as everybody says they are. Aside from the comfort, they also have mastered the shopping and fitting experience. So your bra size can change six times, actually over six times in your lifetime. And 80% of women are wearing the wrong bra size. So Third Love makes it super easy to find a bra that actually fits with their fitting room quiz. The fitting room quiz is like a personal shopper, but better. It focuses on size, breast shape, current fit issues, and your personal style to find bras that are perfect for you. And the fitting room has helped 18 million women find their true bra size and you could be next. Basically, Third Love does comfort so well so that you can do you. They obsess over each stitch so that you can feel comfortable and confident 24-7. But don't take my word for it. You can feel it for yourself. You can give your boobs the 24-7 comfort and support they deserve and upgrade your bra today. So you can get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash blonde. Again, that's 20% off at thirdlove.com slash blonde. Since we're talking a lot about wellness in this episode and wellness hacks, I am going to share one of my favorite wellness hacks with you guys, which if you've listened to even one episode of this podcast, you probably already know. But of course, I'm talking about Athletic Greens. This is a daily habit that I incorporated into my routine last year that really made such a big difference. So if you haven't listened before or you haven't heard me talk about Athletic Greens, I will tell you what it is. So With one scoop of AG1 from Athletic Greens, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. And this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. So truly all of the things. So I like to have my athletic greens first thing in the morning on an empty stomach before I have my matcha or any food or anything. I really find that I get this kind of buzz of energy and I just feel like I am covering so many of my bases with this one simple thing. I just mix it with like eight ounces of water and add a few ice cubes. I really like the flavor. It's not overly sweet. It doesn't have added sugar. And it's just something that I've really come to crave. Like I mentioned, it has no added sugar. It has no GMOs, no artificial anything. It still tastes really good. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. And it's just a really great wellness hack. So if you guys want to try Athletic Greens, they are going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash blondefiles. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash blondefiles to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. You mentioned that wellness to you is about self-love. I wanted to ask you your definition of it and 
if that's your definition, like how has it changed over time for you? Self-love or wellness? Like what has, how has wellness, how has like your idea of wellness changed over time? I think wellness, when I first heard the word, I thought it was like kind of outsourced Hmm. and it was like, use this and you'll feel well (laughs) or something. I don't know. Like, I don't know, like outsourced and like external, external. yeah. Yeah. Like doing certain things will make you feel well. And then I realized, oh no, like really it's about how we treat ourselves. Like I feel you know, my blog, it, it's its how I describe it as, is me living a balanced, non-toxic life. Mm-hmm. And some people can be like, oh, well, you're non-toxic. Why do you use that product? And I'm like, well, I still have my favorites. And it's a balance. Like, I don't believe in going completely non-toxic. I would be a hypocrite. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't live my life like that. I do believe in balance and I do believe in clean products. But I also love my favorites in, in that way. And so it's like, to me, what I had learned from all of these different doctors I had met with was it was all about moderation and balance. It wasn't one way or the other. And so I think that self-love, I think we can be completely toxic to ourselves. So even that word, people automatically go to products or like, you know, household items. And and I'm like, no, no, no. We could be toxic to ourselves. We could be toxic in relationships. Yep. Like, So to me, wellness is like really comes from the inside And it comes from, you know, like there's going to be moments where, yeah, I don't feel great. You know, I, I had a baby and I don't, you know, like at the time I was like, I don't fit into the same jeans and I, you know, like that sucks. But then you find that we were like, oh my God, my body had a baby and like housed a human and (laughs) then like did this other thing. And I'm like, it's incredible. Like, why am I thinking about genes? Mm-hmm. Like what our bodies do? Like to me, that was like being a little bit toxic to myself. Like it's not, it's just sending the wrong messages to our bodies. And I think that that is really where wellness lies for me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like we were talking about before we started recording this balance. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes you have to like go from one, like go to one end of the spectrum and experience that kind of toxic or like disordered or whatever it is for you and then go back to the other end of the spectrum and then kind of like land somewhere in the middle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned depression and anxiety. Do you have any tips? I know that you talk about this on Instagram and on Frenchie a lot and you've shared like some helpful books, but do you have anything that really helped you get through when you were going through it? Yeah, it it was a book. Um, <laughs> it was a Great. book. Okay. Um, I, Link in bio. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's, uh, I, I still like swear by it today. It's called Attacking Anxiety and Depression by Lucinda Bassett. And it's like very old school, but each session is like a week and you work on that session and it like literally takes you 30 minutes in the morning. But I think it's so great because it talks about like, I'm even doing it again now because I've just had some anxiety tick back up. And it's just amazing when you read like a session about like the what if thinking. And I'm like, Mm. oh my gosh, I was so in that thinking for a minute. I mean, especially like during this whole situation with everything with COVID, it's like, what ifs were completely there. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, oh my God, I need to like, kind of like calm that part of me again, you know? So there's these things that I just feel like I'm brushing up on, but I really do feel like it's so amazing. It's so helpful. Of course, have all these little tools and rituals that I love to do. 
Um, and I think that also helps ground me. And it's more helps manage it daily versus mm-hmm. like if I'm in like a real like moment, right. then I'll go to that book. But basically like meditation helps me. I love hiking and walking. Certain little like rituals I call them are me taking like a bath and detox salts and you know, just having that kind of moment, especially because I'm a mom. It's like, you don't get those moments very often. So it's like really nice when you do. It was so funny because Chris took Jupiter to the zoo yesterday and he, him and my nanny took Jupiter and he was like, okay, we're going to go out for the afternoon. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, I think this is the first time I've been by myself at home since she was born. Oh. And I was like, my God. It almost was a little (laughs) glimpse of what my life used to be like. And I was like, I haven't felt this way in a long time. I was like, who is she? I was like, so I was like, should I get some rosé? Like, what do like, I do? I was like, this is amazing. I was like, this is like mom's day off. It was so great. But it's like, I feel like you do still need that balance too. It actually like inspired me and Chris to be like, you know what? Maybe once a month we do like a mom's day off and a dad's day off where mm-hmm. we pick the day. And then it's just like, you know, I think you do need that. About You always have to have balance in life. Yeah. Okay, so you kind of mentioned a few of the things that you do, like taking a bath and all that, but everybody wanted to know like your morning and nighttime routine or if you can just give us some of your like non-negotiables during the day. Ooh, okay. So my morning routine is right now, Chris and I are every other morning with the baby. So, because she wakes up real early. (laughs) Like what's real early? I need to know this. 6 a.m. Okay. Not like too bad, but it's like, for Chris and I, <laughs> like it's a life change. I mean, we were always up at eight, uh-huh. but that was like the earliest we would get up. Okay. Um. So, what time do you go to bed? Uh, at this point, I go to bed at like eight thirty nine. Sometimes, amazing. Yeah, it's it's you're exhausted. That's my schedule, and I don't have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely a lot. But so we'll do like every other morning. So like you know, say I'm with the baby in the morning. I'll make her breakfast and make myself coffee. And then we just like hang out and listen to music and just play around. (laughs) Then then she goes down for a nap. And that's where I kind of do like my self-care routine. That's where I recently will either meditate or just like listen to, I'll listen to the CDs with Attacking Anxiety and Depression book. So I'll listen to that kind of thing or... I love to do like manifestation stuff, like to be magnetic. So I'll do like one of her DIs, these deep imaginings. But I really kind of start my morning with like that to ground myself and then eat breakfast. I basically figure out if I'm working out with you at Pilates <laughs> or with Harley. <laughs> and then, um, and then, yeah, I mean, basically like my morning routine is like not too crazy. Mm-hmm. It's only crazy when I'm, like now, you know, shooting something or having to be somewhere at a certain time. But Mm -hmm. that's where it gets a little crazier. But having a baby hasn't really changed my morning as much except for just her waking up early. It's kind of just like your little buddy Mm -hmm. in the morning and it's really Mm -hmm. fun. (laughs) And then my night routines are really just, I love to watch TV with my husband. It's like one of my favorite things. (laughs) So right now we're watching The Girl from Plainsville. I don't know that one. It's with Elle Fanning. It's okay. kind of, it's based off of a true story. It's pretty dark. But mm. um, also I think it's called The Dropout that we're watching mm-hmm. as well. That's the Theranos one? Yes. Yeah. So we'll watch TV. We'll chill. The baby goes to sleep pretty early. So we really have good time to like eat dinner together 
and just kind of like relax. Um, and last night I did kind of my, I had a really rough sleep like two nights ago. So I really went all in last night. I knew I was like coming here. So I was like, I got to blow dry my hair. So last night, one of my favorite things to do, and I think we take this for granted. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just because of me. Like mm -hmm. I've always had to, I have curly hair. So it's like, I've always had to schedule certain like times to wash my hair based off of like what I'm doing. Yes, it's the worst. It's so annoying. <laughs> but last Girl, night- you gotta get on that keratin. I know, I know. You, I really do. Life-changing. Last night, <laughs> I took a shower and my favorite thing to do is to just throw my hair up after the shower in mm -hmm. like a bun with a hair treatment. It's so relaxing. So it's like, you don't have to do anything to your hair, but it's also like doing something amazing to your hair at the same time. And then I like sprayed my pillow with lavender and I had like the moon juice magnesium. And I was like, <laughs> zend out. I was like, woohoo. Like, I just thought it was the best time ever. I was like, this is a spa night for me. This is why we're friends because that's like my ideal night as well. I love it. It's like, <laughs> like my grandma favorite. Life. Yes. That's so funny. How did you like the magnesium? It was really good. I, I was like, you like have to be really, consistent with it. Yeah. I, I felt so good. It was like, I fell right to sleep. I had a good sleep last night. Amazing. Jealous. Yeah. I, I did not. Have you a didn't? Good sleep last night. No. I forgot my magnesium. I forgot oh, my no. melatonin. <gasps> I don't normally love melatonin because it gives me like a little hangover. Yeah. I don't like melatonin either. But actually a friend of mine, I don't know if this is valid at all. But he said, you have to go outside in like the sunlight in the morning for like five, 10 minutes to kind of turn off the melatonin. And oh, interesting. I don't know if it's like placebo effect, but I feel like it works. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like it works. Also, he said that melatonin was great for anti-aging. So I was like, you're like, give me give all the me melatonin. The melatonin <laughs> like injected in my veins. Yeah. So fun. Okay. So I want to do some listener questions. Some of them, yes. <laughs> they're so random. <laughs> and I think because you posted on your stories, maybe like the repost, or maybe you didn't. Oh, but yeah. I think that, I feel like I have a lot of like Ashley Tisdale stan That's accounts hilarious. that follow me now. No, so I did I got, repost. Like, I got some like hardcore oh, gosh. fan questions. I don't know if we'll do those. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> what are hardcore? I'm so scared. <laughs> no, they were like, they're so supportive. Oh, so, But they're so all like, Ashley, you know, like your, their screen names are like, oh, that's so, that's so funny. <laughs> this is kind of, a, you probably expected this one, but so many people want to know if you talk to Zac Efron. Oh my God. <laughs> I actually don't. I haven't mm. in a long time. Yeah. You don't have to. No, <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. Okay. What's your Holy Grail beauty product? Holy Grail beauty product. I guess hyaluronic acid. Mm. Which one do you like? Um, I think it's by my dermatologist. Christy Kid. Okay. Yeah. That's my favorite. I feel like it does something, like it actually really does something to my skin. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I think like I had really dry skin mm -hmm. um, in the beginning of the year and it just didn't look right. It was like really kind of dry. And I thought, I, I, it's so funny how, I always say this, it's so funny how I love like those Vogue in the bathroom series because like I am such a sucker for them and I'll <laughs> buy what everyone's using. <laughs> but it's so important to know like just because it's working on someone else, it doesn't. And I thought I was using like all this amazing moisturizing lotions <laughs> at night and stuff. And I was like, it was not working. And I was like, dang. So I went to my dermatologist and she put me on a regimen and it's like ever since then, I have had very moisturized yeah, skin. Yeah, your skin is looking flawless right Thank now. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you. So it's. I just feel like it's so important to always check it out with a dermatologist. For sure. 
I do the same thing. I see like, oh, Haley Bieber is using all these. And I'm like, yeah. it's sold. But I I'm like, like oh, I she's 24 <laughs> and she's got like, you know, genetically flawless skin. Yes, so. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. What were some of the worst diets or health trends you've seen promoted in the industry? You don't um, have to get specific. We don't want to give anyone ideas. Worst <laughs> health diets. Or like uh, trends like that people might not know about that people do. I mean, I would say, oh, juice cleanses. Mm. I, I've never liked them. Mm-mm. I remember Chris and I did a juice cleanse when we first started dating. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Legit day three, we were arguing in a Walmart about a tent for oh, camping. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, this is what our life has come to. <laughs> I could not, even if I don't, even if I miss a meal like in a day, I can't. Yeah. I'm not I, a joy to it's be around. Not, yeah, it's not good. I just also just feel like it's one thing to have smoothies because smoothies mm-hmm. actually like have like the nutrients, but the juices just feel so thin and like not hearty at all. Yeah. I could never. They're just sugary. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. What's your favorite Britney song or album? Oh my God. <laughs> Oops, I did it again. Of course. Album or song? That Well, album, that an and album song. Um, I think that was an album, right? I don't. I feel like it was. Yeah, I feel like it was too. What was "I'm a Slave for You"? Was that on that one? No, I feel like that was like. Oops, I did it again. Was before that. I think so. Maybe. Oh gosh, I got to brush up on my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What's your favorite lifestyle or beauty hack? I would have to say probably. I mean, they talk about it a lot on TikTok, but I'm I'm definitely one of those where I put the deep conditioner in my hair and like s- how I do a slick bun is mm-hmm. actually with deep conditioner. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I know how to do it. But it's like amazing for your hair because you're not putting any heat on it and you also have a treatment in it and no one knows. Love that. Okay, let's do some would you rather. Okay. I got so many good ones. Would you rather be beautiful and living in poverty or be rich but not fit societal beauty standards? <laughs> Jeez. Wait, wait. Be rich be and beautiful not and, fit. and poor or be rich but not beautiful. I mean, I'd be rich and not beautiful because I'm like, who sets the standards? Yeah. Fuck that shit. Sorry. You can curse. <laughs> no, like, yeah, like what? Like, I mean, beauty, that, yeah, to me, it's always like, I always find it funny because it's like, what I find beautiful might be mm-hmm. different from what you find beautiful. Totally. You know? Yep. Amen. Never be able to have Botox again or never be able to dye your hair? I haven't had Botox, so I'd never <laughs> be able to dye my hair. That's a big one. I'm going with Botox. Okay. I would. I haven't had Botox in since last fall, and I'm dying. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Timothy Chalamet or Tom Holland? Who's I'll, Tom Holland? I'll go first. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. I only I know Timothy. Him. Tom Holland is Zendaya's boyfriend. Spider-Man. Oh, um, Timothy. Mm-hmm. He's hot. I feel like a, a creep when I say that because that's he, so funny. He's like 26, which isn't that young. Yeah. But he's so much younger than me. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I feel gross. <laughs> um, okay. Would you rather have the personality of Sharpay or Candace? Oh, my God. Those are <laughs> both two really not great personalities. But, I mean, to be honest— Sharpay's personality, like at the root of it, she just knew what she wanted in life and she had confidence. So I was like, I'd rather go with Sharpay. Candace seems like a stress case. Give up injectables forever and gain a permanent 20 pounds or maintain weight and 
get no injectables. What are or injectables? Maintain, like filler. Maintain oh. weight and be able to get my audience. <laughs> I love my audience. <laughs> like, what are injectables? Okay, so wait. Give up filler and gain a permanent 20 pounds or maintain the weight and be able to get filler. I'm confused. I'm really confused about this question. <laughs> what does weight have to do with filler? Nothing. They're just trying to give oh. us like two. I think she meant... I don't know. Okay, let's go to the next one. Okay. We're confused. Um, best sex, no love, or love without the sex? Best sex, no love, mm-hmm. or love without... I would say love without mm-hmm. the sex because at the end of the day, like, when you're in a long relationship, sex is sex. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> like, it's really the love between you that keeps it going. You know, like, yeah. to me, I feel like that's, like, our relationship, me and Chris. It's, I mean, not that we, we have sex for sure, obviously. <laughs> but it's, like, you know, it's, like, I don't know. I feel like if you didn't have love, like, why would you stay together? Yeah. Especially after a baby. <laughs> like, yeah. why? The sex, I mean, get married, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, just get married. <laughs> <laughs> you need something. You need some glue to hold it all together yeah, when the high I, wears off. I also talked about like this actually on Frenchie of just like how sex changes in, mm-hmm. in every stage of life, like even in marriage, but also after having a baby. Like I was the most horniest pregnant person you've ever met That's in your life. That's what I've heard from all my friends who have been and really? friends' husbands. Yeah. My friends like thought I was crazy who had kids. Really? They, they were pregnant at the same time and they're like, I don't even want my, my husband to touch me. Really? And I was like, Oh, I'm like waking up my husband at 5 a.m. Like, like I was heat. like, let's what do I've it. Let's too. do it. <laughs> Chris is like, where did that go? <laughs> I'm like, I'm exhausted from the baby. <laughs> yeah, you're like, where did it go? It's right here. I was like, it's right it's here. Like this is, pounds. I'm like, this is now I'm scared of what we could do when we have sex. <laughs> now we know what now we know what it happens. Oh my God, that's so funny. No, I have heard that same thing. So So wild. You're not alone. <laughs> oh no, what? <laughs> Um, would you rather have a mullet or a perm? I've, I've, I would say perm. Same. Yeah. Um, I don't think I could pull off the mullet. (laughs) Yeah, not the vibe. I feel like perm you can work with. Yeah, somehow. (laughs) You just wear your hair in a top knot every day. Exactly. And the, no, you can do the, um, you can do it that with a mullet. Yeah. Time travel to the past or to the future? Mm, Time travel to the past. Because I like not knowing what the future has. Mm -hmm. I think when you know, it's not as exciting. For sure. You know? Yeah. Well, this is kind of relevant. Would you rather be alone all your life or surrounded by really annoying people? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Would you rather be alone all your life Mm -hmm. or surrounded by annoying people? (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Nightmare scenario. I feel like both are kind of sad situations, you know? Mm -hmm. Because I really do love being around people. But it wouldn't be fun if they're annoying. But I guess it'd be company. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you have to pick that one. Like, how could you be alone? You'd go crazy. I know. Although, like, it's so funny because in the beginning of the pandemic, being home, I had this float that I named Sheila, which was a (laughs) unicorn float in my pool. And she, like, became a full character to the point where, like, fans were Instagramming, like, fan art of me and Sheila together. And I was like, like this is my Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. when I'm left by myself. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, wait, I'm going to do one more. Never have paparazzi around you again or always have have to have glam done and look put together. 
definitely never have paparazzi. I've never been a fan of them. I don't think anybody really is, but I also they just get the worst pictures of me. I'm like, I wish that I could just say like, it's really weird. That whole situation is very weird at this point. I Instagrammed a picture of me and my friend Sabrina, like I think two years ago, and I'm being sued for posting a picture what? of me and my friend Sabrina because it was a paparazzi pic. Oh, and God, they've I've done heard... this a lot with a lot of people. Yeah. So it's funny because I was like, I wish I could post and show all of the bad. Like literally they get me in like the worst, like I am put together, but they mm -hmm. get me when I'm not put together. And I'm just like, oh God, like I already didn't like these guys. And now I don't even like these pictures even. So it's like, what am I doing? But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's so messed up that whole thing, especially because like they can, I saw a picture of me and Chris and Jupiter that they took a picture of and they didn't blur her face. So it's like, how are you able to show that? And, you know, like that's, it's mm -hmm. just so backwards. I feel like, yeah, I feel so like so intrusive. They don't do anything like just go like, I don't know. I've, I've never, it's the one part of the business I've literally, I've, I've always hated. Mm -hmm. I've always been like, they I don't like do anything for you. I feel all. like, especially now with like social media and things like Dumois and whatever, like people are their own paparazzi. Yeah, I was so excited that like Instagram is a thing to where I can share what mm -hmm. I want to share. Yeah, you control it. And be it. the first to share it. And so that's like exciting because it's like, it doesn't feel like you're vulnerable and something is taken from you. So yeah, I don't know. I just have always been like, some people will argue like, well, it helps your career. And I'm like, I don't think so. I think that I... For me, I think it's because I've been in the business for so long and like acting and what I love has never been about that, has never been about fame and everything. So it's like, it's always been about the work and mm -hmm. being in the working environment. And so for me, I'm like, I, I just don't, like I've never liked it. And I just feel like it doesn't, if anything, like you're getting known to be going to Coffee Bean every day mm -hmm. versus like what so you want to be known back for. Red, like Chris... Jenner. <laughs> oh my God. No. Like I, allegedly. I've always said this is my whole thing. And I've always said this to people that have asked me about advice and stuff. I said, once you make a deal with the devil. Mm. And so once yeah. you even want to say, oh, you know, like, cause I've heard of that stuff happening, mm -hmm. but I, you know, I just feel like, why? Why yeah. do that? Yeah, you don't need to. You can't then complain about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't be openly <laughs> complaining about it, you know? That's so true. it's like, it is, you know, it's just like, I feel like people do it and then they're like, I don't like this anymore. It's like, well, you then, you kind of started it, mm -hmm. you know? I unfortunately lived in an area with like every Disney Channel person was oh living. So <laughs> they would just sit outside our houses. Oh my God. Ugh. Yeah. That's why I've moved 20 times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <since> Understandable. <then. laughs> I could not just imagine. Just keep running away. <laughs> well, what can you tell everybody about Frenchie? Frenchie. Well, you mean the products? Products, yes. I can't say crazy a lot, but I can say that it's science-based, which I'm very excited about. It's something that I've worked on for the last two years and have just really dove headfirst in because it was like, to me, Frenchie, when I created the blog, I honestly had no idea what I was going to do with it. I was just excited to connect with a community. And I feel like to me, that's all like the authenticity of it is why it's been so great and why people love it so much because I feel like you 
when you have something in mind, it's like people can see through that. So I love that I started, you know, with this passion and through that, I've just kind of researched and realized what that community needs. And I found something that I think can really help people. I promised myself after the situation that I had been in the past that if I ever were to put my name on something or something, a name that I created, that it would have to be important and mean something, that it couldn't just be, I think at this point, we're all in this kind of like, everyone's selling something, you know, mm-hmm. and there's like tons of product lines and beauty lines. And it's like, I don't know, like, I just have always been someone who I'm like, I don't care to do something someone else has done. Like, I just don't want to do that. I want to just do what makes me happy and what I love and enjoy. And so I think that when everyone sees what this line is, it's very much me and Frenchie. I feel like people really do connect to that. And I and I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I can't remember who, but like, I feel like every successful person with a product or brand or whatever that I've talked to have started it from that place of not having like an end game and trying to like think of what do people it's more like what do what do I want that I can't find and like how can I bring this to other people yeah kind of thing like people really connect to that authenticity and I I noticed that with Frenchie and like the community that you have like they're so I feel like they're so loyal to you (laughs) yeah no it's so amazing because it's like I connect more with them on that platform than Mm -hmm. even my own platform Mm -hmm. and I just mental health is a big thing for me. And so I, like I, for me, it's just like what I can do by paying forward, you know, like Mm -hmm. I've gotten out of my darkest times. And so I'm like, how can I help others? And I think that for what I, you know, what I think of Frenchie is it's a lifestyle. And so I feel like this product line is that lifestyle. And I think that it's something that will really help people feel good. Mm -hmm. And so um, that to me is like, as long as I'm doing something to help others, like that's the most important thing to me. So, I mean, that's really how I, why I'm, I'm an actress. Like I look at comedy. When I was younger, I remember having this moment where there was like something that had happened and everything was like, the news was all about it. And I was just like, oh my God, it's such such a like sad, you know, like there's just so much that goes on in the world and it's sad and it's hard. And it's, it just is like, you know, even right now what's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. And so I use comedy to help someone out of their day of like feeling all of those feelings. Mm -hmm. And so I think moving forward, I just was like, that's where everything has to stem from is like, how can I help make people feel good, help others, make people laugh? Like, I just want people to be happy because there are obviously like, you know, dark stuff and Mm -hmm. it's just all about how we move through it. I love that. Well, where can everybody find, everyone knows you and where to find you. Yes, yeah. (laughs) But shout yourself out. Where can they find Frenchie, all of that? Yeah, um, right now they can find Frenchie at Frenchie.com and um, Frenchie on Instagram. And I just created a TikTok account called Being Frenchie. So that's where we'll find the TikTok account. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) 
hope you enjoyed that episode. If you liked it, and if you like the show in general, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. It goes a long way, and it's actually the best way to support the show. Also, if you want to see more about each episode, you can head over to the Blonde Files podcast on Instagram. I'm always posting about each episode there or over on my personal page at Ariel Laurie. 